What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pierce, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? I watched Top Gun. And which one? Number one or number two? Excuse me? Wait, 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 wait. Which one, Jack? Number one or number two? Well, I've seen number one several times. So number two, Maverick. Listen, the movie was, I was, I had mixed feelings. There are parts of the movie I thought were incredible. And there were other parts of the movie that I thought were so much fan service that it actually just hurt the viewing experience. Like I didn't need the homage to the beach volleyball scene except now they're playing football. I didn't need it. I got it, but I didn't need it. I like the moment where Rooster was playing piano to uh, you know, mirror his dad playing piano in the first one. That was enough. In the first minute of the movie with the jets and the music, that was enough. I was like, okay, that was, that was I'm in Top Gunville. And, but then like almost every scene played out. I, no spoilers. I won't give anything away. The last 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie where there were significantly things that deterred from the first movie, those were phenomenal scenes. It was Maverick in a jet. That's all anyone wanted to see. That was Top Gun. That's true. I, 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 I can see why you say that, but yeah. I thought it was, I liked it a lot. Now I have to listen to Highway to the Danger Zone nonstop in the car with my son. Of course. And the, and, and the <laughs> fact that they put those actors in the plane, I mean, that's just incredible. To have been a part of that, I'm sure, was either – a horrific experience for the actors or life-changing, but probably Miles nothing Heller in the said, middle. I think Miles Teller said he got like jet fuel poisoning or something like something happened where it like got in his system. Man, it is so intense watching these actors in these shots. Like their faces are contorting. And I had mixed feelings on that. Like I love the reality of it and that's the reality of it. it it's crazy to see it, but it's not very pretty. You know, it's not Hollywood. Which is ironic for such a Hollywood film to have these moments of uber realism, you know. Uh, I would recommend watching it just for the sake of what it is. And Tom Cruise is obviously very enjoyable in it. Rich, what's up with you, man? Earlier today, I went to go watch Jurassic Park. uh, No, I'm sorry. Jurassic World Dominion, right? Whatever the latest one is. It is. is. Did you like it? Not really, no. Oh, Chris, they both crapping on the movie. I know. Love. These movies deliver exactly what they promised. Well, you said they were a solid 6.5, 7. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Well, there you go. I would say, I mean, listen, if you're if you're all for the Jurassic um, you know, series, then go watch it. But I honestly would say wait for it to come out on a streamer. Wasn't it nice to see the bang band back together again? Ah, it just, oh. They just didn't have the same you know, the level of a uh, goofiness. Yeah. I like, uh, was it Goldman? No. Yeah. Je- Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Goldblum. Go- Goldblum. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was entertaining. Always. Sometimes. Yeah. He <laughs> was entertaining. Other than that, I was like, yeah, I, was, I-, I could live without the rest of it. Well, it's weird, right? Because it's not a movie where the old gang comes back and they're here to teach the new gang. This is the new gang's third adventure. Right. right. So that like, there's no one <laughs> really teaching or learning from each other. They, they, they've all had probably the same amount of time with fighting or running from dinosaurs. Yeah. So like, there's no new school. Generation. They just intersect, they just intersect each other. And like, this is how we, you know, they just meet up. It's the know. Jurassic multiverse. The yeah, Jurassic pretty much. That's actually a pretty yeah. good analogy. Yeah, it's true. 
There we go. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that one. Okay. Chris, what's up with you? I'm I not saw... done. Oh, oh, sorry, Rich. Shoot. Sorry, Rich. Nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Z Nation. I've been rewatching that. I've been going through the through the emotions of that one. I don't know if I said I'd watch Picard. No, oh, I'm sorry. Z Nation is on Netflix not right now. It's streaming on Netflix. It's um, I believe it was on Sci-Fi. Hmm. Could have been on sci-fi, but it's you know it's like a, Z, a zombie series. It was hard yeah. for me to get into that because it came out around the same time as Walking Dead, and it's not yeah. the Walking Dead. No, it's not. It's, not. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's 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 more it's more uh, I would say campy. I guess you can say a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Shot different too. Very yeah, yeah. Stylized. Um, watching Picard and going through that, and I'm enjoying it, but I'm realizing yo, uh, Picard doesn't have that same feel that he did in uh, Next Generation. Mm. You gotta watch Strange New World. Anyone watch that one? No, I, watch no. That one. I was gonna, I was gonna hit that one next. Strange New World is actually pretty. It's maybe the, in my opinion, it might be the best Star Trek content out there to date. It's the most Star Trek of all the Star Trek shows, right? Strange New World is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to try that one. Um, and that's it. Now you can go, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for the permission, Rich. I appreciate it. I, uh, I saw Lightyear. Oh, okay. So you know what was cool in the very—it's not really a spoiler—but in the very beginning, there's in 1995, Andy saw a movie about Buzz Lightyear, which sparked his love, and this is the movie Andy saw. Huh? Yeah. And Hold then, on. So this isn't the real guy the toy is based off of. This is the is. movie that the right. toy is based off. Of. Correct. Correct. Who would correct. be the real guy that the toy is based off? Right. But is there but is there is the movie about a real guy? Yeah, the movie's about a, a character named Buzz Lightyear like But is Buzz Lightyear a real guy or just like is it like Top Gun? Maverick's not real. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, wait, wait, that's wait. a bad analogy. Maverick whoa, is whoa, real. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, Maverick is played by Tom Cruise. He's oh, not real. No, 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 no. So <laughs> He's like, talking uh, about, is it like Galaxy Quest where these actors are then have a real scenario? Oh, like That's what I'm asking. No, yes. no, 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 no. It's, it's, this is like, it's a movie. So it's not like, oh, the actor is like, I'm playing a part, but I'm in the real world too. No, no, it's no. A- I, what I'm asking is, are they saying Buzz Lightyear is a character in a movie that Andy watched? Yes. Or Buzz Lightyear is a character based on a real person. No, Buzz Lightyear is a character in the movie that Andy watched. It's like us watching the, the Batman. Yeah, there's and not then- aliens in Toy Story. There kind of is, though. No, but not in the not in Andy's world. Oh yeah, right. not in Andy's world. Yeah, this toys toy don't come to life in real life either. Anything can go. Yeah, you never but, know. How to... <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to see the video clip of that question pulled. <laughs> Proceed, Chris. And that's about it. And then uh, just working, moving, and living life, trying to be a real life grown up. <laughs> that's no fun. No, no. Um, me, man, I had a great freaking week. I turned 40 this week. Mm. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> you, man, celebrated in style. This is going to be a long segment, so just bear with me. First up, wife took me to a Hollywood uh, car museum. So I got to see the DeLorean, the Batmobile, and the Ghostbusters Afterlife car. Dope. Freaking dope. Then she drops me off in the middle of nowhere. And here comes Jack running from around the corner. <laughs> so Jack and Jason take me out for a drink and then Jack takes me on a comic book tour of like Burbank. He hit up like three different stores. I got some comics. He got some comics. Um, then he took me go-kart racing oh, and then nice. we went and did miniature golf all in time to bring me back to this surprise birthday party that Shay had planned. 
and Superman cake, Superman decor everywhere. Um, but Jack got me this freaking dope Iron Man. Oh, the Mark One. Mark One. This is made from um, this is Infinite Action. I guess that's the name of the makers of it, but it's an official Marvel Studios figure, and this thing is so sick. Let me see the fire again. Put point the fire at this camera. That's a dope shot. That thing is cool. This is sick. It's so dope. It's so realistic. I mean, it, I'm going to have a whole IG post of my birthday gifts. It doesn't stop there. And then I get this package in the mail. It doesn't say who it's from. I'm like, <laughs> it could only be from a few people. Chris got me this bad boy. I'm holding up my McFarlane black suit Superman yeah. with the, uh, the silver S on his chest. He's sporting that dad beard. That's it. Uh, it's such a dope figure, man. I like this figure. This is a great, great figure. My son got me this Superman action figure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the McFarlane Superman with the rebirth costume. So it's the one with no underwear on the outside in the blue boots. And this is such a dope figure as well. And then Rich, first up, Rich hooked me up with this freaking t-shirt. I'm wearing a Masters of the Universe t-shirt. You got He-Man swinging his sword against Skeletor. And the design is of the Filmation cartoon. And there's some, I believe, Japanese writing. I don't know what it says. That's so rich. I don't know what it says either. What is it's on brand, right, Chris? Yeah, it's on brand for rich. Very on brand. Uh, and this is such a sick shirt. And it also came in the mail from Rich. Dude got me the quarry. Ooh. On the PS5, man. I was playing this the other day, and I was so scared playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did I ask for this? I love it, but I'm terrified. So I had a great birthday, man. Picked up some comic books. I got uh, this new one called Knighted. Uh, it's kind of weird, but it's like the knight is like a Batman character, and some loser accidentally kills him and has to take his place, or the city's going to go up in flames. Oh, that's cool. Premise that is cover cool. looks uh, very well, that it's a play on, um, you know, yeah, the Dark Knight Return. Frank, yeah, Frank Miller, and it's pretty Jack, cool. Jack, you bring that weird. up. I feel like I've seen that somewhere. The book? Yeah, the, just yeah. Like we talked. I mean, I think that popped out a few months back. We talked about it. I might have. That's probably why I picked it up. I might have saw. It might have been something you threw on IG, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks interesting." Mm. Um, it's so it's pretty cool. It only costs ten bucks. It's like nine ninety nine. So you can't okay. go wrong, but. I picked up some other comics and started reading it, but that was pretty much my, wait, I didn't watch stuff. I watched some stuff, but I can't, oh, The Boys, yeah. episode four. I mean, this show doesn't disappoint. No. I don't know how we only rated it a freaking seven, guys. What's going on here? This show is dope. And yeah, that's my week, man. Chris, I got a question for you. What's that, Lawrence? I got a question for you. If Thanos, Iron Man, and Hulk created a group chat, what would it be called? Group chat? What would the group chat be called? Snapchat. Oh. <laughs> uh, no finger guns. Jack's, Jack's laughing, guys. Jack's smiling. He's at least smiling. Rich, you know you want to. You know you want. That one wasn't terrible, Rich. It wasn't, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. Scheme my roses, Rich. Give <laughs> me my flowers. Let's go down the street, make a ride the light, a left at the stop sign, and that'll bring us to the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. 
here at the collector's corner we take something out of our toy chest something off our video game i always mess this up <laughs> our video game case something off our comic book shelf and present it to the world it could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental what do you guys got i, I want to know what you're showing you just showed like half yeah. your inventory this week oh you want to know what i'm showing let me slide to the left real quick and then slide uh, to, to the right, to the right. <laughs> it's actually something I've shown before, but I felt appropriate to show it again. This is my Batman, The Long Halloween, oh. and I'm showing it because Tim, Tim, Tim Sale. Sale passed away this week, the week of the 14th. And um, we'll get into it in the news, but I uh, just wanted to throw this up to honor him. I don't have, I might have an all season somewhere, but out of his work, this is my favorite. That's why I'm Yeah, absolutely. It. Batman, Long Halloween. So today I'm actually showing something that I didn't make, but uh, I got this two pack from McFarlane. Ooh, from yeah, I've seen that. Yep, from Dark Knight Returns. Uh, Superman and Batman, the, the the battle where Superman, where Batman tells Superman, in your darkest moments, I want you to know that I beat you. But uh, I just want everyone to know he didn't though, right? He he kind of like died of a heart attack right there. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. He still he still he still he, he, he still dropped that mic drop moment. And uh it's a, I haven't opened it up yet, but uh yeah, it's pretty dope. So it they look just like out of the comic and uh yeah, I'm excited to open it. I actually have a few armored Batman, so it's gonna go it's gonna go nice in the shelf. I might keep these guys together on the shelf if I ever open up my stuff and never put my stuff together, but that takes time, which I'm very, very, very limited on. So yeah. It just seems to keep getting tighter and tighter, too. Yeah. I'm showing off How did my, you guys say uh, that's what she said, Rich? Whoa. I was, I was looking at the lights in the back of Jack right there. They're mesmerizing. Thanks, man. Yeah, I've been playing with my display case. Yeah. I picked this guy up on uh, on my venture with Lawrence last Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Showing off my one-punch man figure. And he looks right, man. His yeah. suit is, it's like a gold metallic yellow. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for a live action of this guy. That's dope. It's like just, that's, that's the scene where he like flicks his cape back. Yeah. Yeah. He's so nonchalant about everything. That's a good. I said, Rich would, I said, Rich will appreciate that for real. Yeah. It. Anyone who likes good content would appreciate that. That's a good one right there. Well done, Jack. Well Very freaking good. done. I'm up here with Thor. Rich, what you got? Well, I was uh, running through the GameStops, right? Was it GameStop? No, no, no. It wasn't GameStop. It was my local comic book store, which is really not local. It's like several towns over. But um, I need to finish my My Hero Academia set. Not the full thing, but the uh, the 1000s. And I got found these two, which I'm very happy for because I thought they would be very hard to find. But um, I got Infinite Deku with Eerie on his back. Oh. So this is when he was like, was able to go like all out with his powers because the girl was, the girl has a cork that resets powers or resets time. Hmm. Oh, he, when he was fighting that dude, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He, he was able to go full out and that's what he was looking like at the time. And my man got the power, like the power blast or whatever coming out of his eyes. He has the kind of the power around his feet and everything like that. And, you know, she's on the back. And then I got her as well by herself. There she is looking all cute with a little horn. Yes. So, That's a good pickup, man. You're starting, you're starting another, 
<laughs> I'm almost done. I got I got two more left. I got to get Sir Night Night Eye and um uh Tamaki. And Yo, your it. pop collection is bananas, bro. It's crazy. But yeah, you gotta hit up IKEA and get the cases, man. I got to. I gotta do something. This <laughs> like sitting in a box right now. You're gonna start building <laughs> furniture out of it. Yeah. I mean, you see what's behind me, right? That's almost touching the ceiling. I, I think I'll put. You got? I could probably put like two more up there or three. Do, more. Have you organized them in sequential order? Like the numbered order, or are they by nah, category of type? Not well, depending on what they are. Like I got, well, technically, no, I don't. So I have, I got them in order. If I have a set, I put, I put them in order. At some point, you got to document this wall for us. Yeah, man. I think over the past year, Rich has had the biggest nerd come up out of all of us. Yo, is this show? Do you feel compelled to buy? You buy things everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we're just but, stuff off our shelf to show. We always got something <laughs> brand new every week. I love it. <laughs> What's uh? What shirt are you rocking today? Oh, uh, venom. It's like yes. a, venom. Is, is that for Chris? Uh, no, I just had it. I haven't worn it yet, and I was like, let me pop that on there. That's uh, nice, dope. dude. Nice. Well done, Jack. Are you? What you got on? I've got uh, all the jokers. Very cool. Oh shoot! Yeah. Oh shoot! All the television and movie jokers. Nice. I did not wear this last week because of the uh, debate we were going at. <laughs> you don't want to throw anything <laughs> to back. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Uh, I have a, actually have a Superman t-shirt too. You see Superman by Lex Luthor? Oh, yeah. In his power suit. Yeah. Actually, oh. It's distressed, Jack. It's Vintage, baby. It's distressed. Vintage. Man. It's loved is what I see. It's yeah. loved. You're rich. What's up? Let's talk some anime real quick, man. Really? Yeah. Look <laughs> at his face. Look how happy he is. He's so happy. It's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. So this week, Rich and I jumped into Vampire in the Garden. That joint dropped on Netflix in May. Yeah, man. I, ju- I watched three episodes. Rich, you've watched four there's only Actually, five. I, I, I finished. I did finished you, the last one. Yeah. Did you fit? Oh, dude. Actually, no, no. I'm, I'm halfway through. I'm halfway through. I'm sorry. Stop. Man. So basically, it's kind of this timeless world, right? It feels like the 40s. It feels like the 1800s. But then some stuff is kind of modern. So it's kind of timeless yeah. a little bit. And you have this uh, kind of government and this general, and they're pretty much out to like kill vampires. They have soldiers, and the general's daughter is a soldier. And you got the vampires that are like. We just want to survive and live. So there's pretty much a war going on. And um, Momo, the general's daughter, she sees a a little girl vampire and she can't pull the trigger. And then this princess, this vampire, what's her name? Is uh, Uh, Fine? Finne? Finne. She's a vampire, but she refuses to drink blood. So you have these two women who... How's that work out? She's just weak. They don't die from not drinking blood, I guess, but they get really weak and kind of get disoriented. Powers? They can freaking like throw turn their arms into wings and fly well i I watched the trailer because i knew you guys were going to talk about it it looked incredible and incredibly graphic oh it it doesn't pull punches basically have these two women who aren't sold out on the causes they're supposed to be a part of they meet and pretty much through music they kind of bond and they kind of start this thelma and louise kind of like bond where they're where where they're trying to escape both worlds that's where i'm at so far 
they bond because in the human world they shunned all music and creative arts because they believe it's the cause because vampires love all of that so they believe that's the like kind of the root of the vampire um i guess epidemic or whatever mm-hmm. but so so they kind of shunned that art and, and culture world. yeah pretty much there was there's no music if they find anything like that you know it's 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 forbidden in human culture now and the vampires they love it they they'll see it all over you know they have singing and everything like that and piano playing and artwork and you know you'll see you'll see, you see the way the humans live is kind of like best way to describe it i guess like russia world war Two, maybe mm. it's very yeah it's very, very like gray industrial um yeah whereas the vampires they live in like these you know big modern well not all of them the ones who who are up there they have like you know they live in like mansions (laughs) with colors and pictures and artwork and everywhere uh, you know playing pianos and stuff like that so yeah it's pretty it's pretty dope and there's some there's there's certain parts of it where the the humans and vampires actually kind of live there was one scene that um, town yeah yeah yeah, the town where they 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 live in harmony to a degree they have a town and it's divided by a river and the humans on one side vampires on the other and they have like a kind of commerce the the humans will trade off blood for money oh that's interesting Interesting. the vampires will give the money and they will give them blood so the blood doesn't necessarily have to be taken while the person's uh living no they'll 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 have bottles of blood that they're giving each other and and that's that's all smart yeah yeah uh did you like it rich i liked it so far i'm 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 i'm, I'm wondering how it's going to finish like it's only five episodes I, I can't see how they're gonna wrap the whole story up in five yeah yeah but um but yeah but as of right now it's dope also another key point they have a, a postcard because momo who is the human she decides to run away because um her friend finds a music box a music box excuse me and her and she fixes the music box up um her friend ends up dying. Uh, Momo ends up running away. The mother finds the music because the mother finds the music box. That's why. So uh, Momo ends up running away. Um, but at the same time, coincidence, the vampires they they uh, conduct a raid on the human city, and and the human city is like full of lights. It's like green lights, and this is what kills like the vampires. It's like so solar light, weapon like a UV kind of thing. Yeah. So, so they conduct a raid to try to destroy that, and pretty much knock out the last like enemy bastion of the humans uh so someone's stomach gurgled i burped my mouth okay (laughs) rich my mouth unlike your butt thank you (laughs) rich i need you to make up your own rating system so if you were to give it you know one to five riches how many rich which how many riches would you give this how rich how rich is this content content? there you go look at you rich I will give it a. I will give it a solid. Uh, I will give it a solid seven. It's pretty rich. Yeah, it's pretty rich. Little story behind it. Um, I I really hope they they finish up on it. Like I want to see what what the the last few minutes that I have left on it because they're looking for Eden, right? The reason why uh, Momo uh, Finne uh, got with Momo or got connected with Momo because uh, Momo reminded Finne of a human friend or human lover, some might say, mm. and. She she get she got attached to her with that, and also she was she was singing. So she heard her singing. She was like, "Where did you hear those words?" Because she knew that. the song. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that was what 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 her what her human companion was singing. So she got into that. Uh, at first, Momo wasn't wasn't about the wasn't about the shits. She was like, "Yo, you a vampire? Get your hands off me!" 
I'm about to stab you up. But then, you know, they eventually, she eventually warmed up to it. Uh, she saved her life. Multiple. Yeah, she saved her life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A few times, and you know, Momo, Momo and Finney, there was a there was a raid in, in Finney's uh, home mansion. So they ended up just leaving because the vampires wanted to kill Momo, and then you know the humans wanted to kill Finney. So they were like, let's just escape all this, kind of you know, like a Thelma Louise, maybe uh, Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet type of joint, kind of like uh, First Kill, kind of like First Kill, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit like First Kill, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, so they find, so they get a postcard, right? There's these postcards that are going around, and it's of Eden. It's where humans and vampires live in peace. There's no animosity with each other. They just live, and everything's good. But it's up in the, the northern regions of the world. So now they, they make their way up there. They find Eden. And, oh, spoiler alert, just in case anybody wants to know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, they find Eden, but Eden is not everything they think it is. And mm. that's that's where kind of the last epi- the episode, the last uh, few minutes of episode four and then episode five kind of gets into it. Well, leave them there, Rich. Leave them there. Leave yeah. them there. They can watch. Look, you give it a seven out of ten. I give it a seven out of ten. I'm not an anime watcher like that. I'm giving it. And you got to read it, right? Nope. No, it's, it's Ooh, dubbed up. It's dubbed. And... Uh, Rich, did you watch it in the English or, or the Jets? Uh, I tend to put it like on Netflix. I tend to put both on. Just the acting was different. fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure both sides, but the English they were they were killing it. Yeah, um, it was pretty good. I give it like an eight and a half, man. Like I felt like it set out exactly what it set out. So far, it set out what it set out to do. Now, if it ends poorly, if it doesn't stick the landing, but so far, and the and the animation's crazy. Yeah, yeah, animation. So, check crazy. it out. Oh, and they. The vampires have like um, it's kind of like a steroid almost. Yes, it's like it's like a vital like I would say like juice like steroid type blood. They jack it in on pause, um, <laughs> and they turn into like these big vampire like monsters. Like they yeah. they lose their eyes. They kind of like got these weird spiked tentacle things, and just their hand the arms are just full wings now. They kind of run on their on all fours and also fly and everything like that. And they're just super and strong. Just, and they'll turn on their own. They'll, right. they'll they'll yeah they'll wreck anybody. It's like a last resort type of thing. And they're in yeah. trouble. Like they just jab themselves with this. Yeah, Zorker juice. Yeah, pretty kind much. Of. I don't think they could turn back once they do. I've seen pretty much anyone that turned into it, they died. So no, shoot. Yeah. Uh, so we recommend this joint. We're giving you all your anime fix. But now, I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. All right, guys. Let's uh, start off on a bit of a sad note. We mentioned it earlier, but Tim Sale passed away on June 16th at 66 years young. Um, his work speaks for itself, but if you're not sure of his work, he worked with Jeff Loeb on several Batman books, Batman Long Halloween, Batman Noir, Dark Victory, Catwoman, When in Rome. He's also, uh, you know, worked, done stuff for Marvel. He's done um, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, Captain America White, which Loeb wrote as well. And this dude's just a prolific um, illustrator and, you know, 66 is too young. way too young. It's way yeah. too young, but his work will live on forever so tim sale we we salute you man um so guys we cover toys and i'd be remiss and we cover movies and i'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that we got a first pick of ryan gosling as ken (laughs) we did we did in the barbie movie that's coming out we have a pick of ryan gosling and all his abs as ken and 
This movie, Margot Robbie's playing Barbie. Great casting. And I have to say, this movie's probably going to be a lot of freaking fun. I am with it. Top Gun Maverick is officially Tom Cruise's highest grossing movie ever. I'm not surprised. It's a banger. But Mission Impossibles, bro, who would have thought? Yeah, true. ever, Ooh, ever. Fine. It's not like this guy don't got box office weight. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you, here's something that's probably that film has going for it is the entire force of the U.S. military supporting it and watching it. It's a big propaganda movie. Yeah. Well, it's also they put those actors in the jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a movie you want to see in the theaters. And it had, and here's something I, I learned: it had never occurred to me just how ruling it, it is to be a fighter pilot it Ooh. is insane mm. i mean insane watching yeah. some of the stuff in this film knowing geez this is actually kind of what it's like up there so the level of respect that and 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 minuscule understanding that i now have of what that reality is is just yo uh wow Dude. so i'm sure that's helping its cells you know and yeah. I guess with all the movies that are coming out that justifies a movie ticket, it's nice to have one that's not in front of a green screen where you feel yeah. like you're actually well, being, and if they use it minimally, but like. I mean, they use, the, uh, there's tons of CGI enhanced moments. I'm 100% sure of it that. Wasn't, it wasn't Doctor Strange. It was pretty much an animated no. movie. Right. No, of course not. <laughs> right. No, it's not like that. It's like they added the missiles, you know? Right, right. Right. Which I'm surprised because knowing Tom Cruise, well, <laughs> I can maybe, dodge the missiles for real. <laughs> maybe they didn't add those missiles. Man. Uh, Chris Evans, who we talked about last week, said he will never come back as Captain America. That'd be a tall order. Said that he wouldn't mind coming back as the Human Torch. He said, I can actually sell that. You can. That's an easier sell to me than Captain America. Really? It was never wrapped up. Hmm. And the Human Torch w- is where Chris Evans popped off. He was the greatest yeah. part about the whole him and um the thing Ben Grimm both of the, though they were, yes. they were amazing. Michael the, Chiklis, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And he is not Chiklis anymore, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, hello, Chris Evans is pretty dope in just about everything he's in. I'm not gonna lie. That's kind of true. We kind of need a Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, like no Ryan Reynolds. Yes, my bad. I just thought about Ken the Barbie doll. Sorry. Yeah, we know what you meant. <laughs> Thanks, sir. <laughs> Imagine Ryan Reynolds in like Chris Evans in a spy versus spy kind of movie. Or would it be funnier if they just played their Marvel characters in a crossover? Human Torch and Dare. I mean, um, Deadpool because you know he's not coming back as Captain America. I mean, I'd watch it. Human Torch one because, you know, Human Torch is like the wisecracker as well. Yeah. That'd mm-hmm. be interesting. Let's make this movie, guys. Yep. Joker 2. What would you call it, though? I'm sorry. Dead Torch. (laughs) Human Pool. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a... Okay. All right. So I cut you off. Joker 2. Joker 2 is coming out, guys, and it's being planned as a musical. Please, no. What? I hope it's a joke. Joker 2, the musical, is coming out or is being worked on, and apparently Lady Gaga is in talks to play Harley Quinn. 
Wait, I'm, but what? The music yeah. part was getting us. I'm okay with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, but come on. I, I despise musicals to begin yeah. with. <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with the musical. I just want to know why the uh, the musical is for this content. Like, no. how far off the beaten path do we have to go? Like, really? Unless the musical part of it is like part of Joker's psychosis. Like in the first one. Yeah, but then real. you'd have a one or two numbers. You wouldn't call the thing a musical. I mean, how many numbers do you have to have in content, <laughs> classified content to then be classified as a musical? I think too many, Jack. Too many. That's how and, many. And bare is, minimum is five. Is Joaquin Phoenix going to bust into a, a melody, too? He could sing. He, he could might. sing. We know That's he could sing. That's the point. Listen, it actually might be incredible. It's going to be the trippiest thing ever. It's already... Uh, I love how... It's going to be... Where's my Batman? He's too young. Harley Quinn and Joker are both going to be like 70 years old by the time Bruce is like Batman. <laughs> right. This world is different. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see in a few years what we'll this see. turns out to be. Jack, you said it and it's answered. Justin Lin is directing a live action One Punch Man movie. What? Yes, sir. He recently stepped away from Fast X and now he's going to direct this Mamo Jamma. Thank goodness. And you know what? Vin Diesel. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for making <laughs> such a jerk and made this guy walk off your movie. Oh man, dude, poor Justin be, Lin, dude. This should be a lot of freaking fun, man. And Justin Lin turned this crazy because Fast and the Furious wasn't what it was until he jumped in as director and kind of made it into this Ocean's Eleven type group conquering yeah. missions type mission in the possible. That's not one punch. One Punch Man definitely has the action, but. It's because the guy is so Eeyore-esque and the the comedy of it is so deadpan. He's got to know that. You don't know that. You haven't found the character. Right, yeah. Man, listen, I think if he was able to nail Negroes going to space in the last Fast and Furious movie. In a Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> The Pontiac Fiero. This should be this should be lightweight, man. <laughs> the hijinks he had to make real in those movies. Oh man. Either way, it's it should be fun. It should be a lot of freaking fun. You Doctor Who fans out there, David Tennant and Catherine Tate are coming back for the 60th anniversary, reprising their roles as Time Lord and his companion Donna Noble. And it's looking like he will be going up against Neil Patrick Harris who is going to be the villain in this thing. So this is going to be a lot of freaking fun, guys. That it, it looks pretty incredible. So they're doing that before they introduce the 14th Doctor, right? Shuti Gatwa, mm-hmm. however you say his name. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I apologize. probably butchered that. But what's interesting about the, the David Tennant thing is they're calling it a regression as opposed to he normally has a, it's a degeneration as opposed to a regeneration. So he's actually, it's not, it's not that they're just making a random content. They're saying he literally regresses back to a former Doctor Who before he's able to then regenerate into what we're waiting for, the 14th Doctor. Dude, this show is so freaking smart. I'm just so overwhelmed by how much content it is to jump into. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so wait a minute, wait a smart. minute. So Doctor Who, he, he uh, I guess, evolves is what you're saying? Well, no. So what happens is, so here's what's so interesting about the Doctor Who content to me now. It was that, I forget the name of the race, whatever that race of the beings are only regenerated up to a certain amount. It was either 11 or 12 or something. I think it was 12 or something was, and that was it. That's the end of your lifespan. 
Um, and so what was interesting about the 13th doctor is that was one regeneration past what is known to be possible for this race. And so what's interesting now is now they're saying he's going to 14, but the wheels of the bus are off at this point. We're in uncharted territory. So he's actually degenerating before he's regenerating into the next thing. So when the doctor dies, instead of dying, he is essentially reborn into this next uh, form. And they kind of have their own personalities and their own quirks, although it's, it's the same character. It's the same, but he's a little different. Yeah, it's the same, but there's room enough for the actor to you know put their flair on it, which is why I love the David Tennant uh, time, man. He was just kind of incredible in it mm. you know and all the different doctors have their traveling companions and all the different doctors have their special you know device space screwdriver, right? space screwdriver exactly so i think it's cool they're going back to david Tennant before they go to the 14th and who knows you know you were talking about the next one could be a kid and the wheels of the bus are off dude who knows? And then it's the 60th anniversary so who knows what other cameos might might pop up in this thing absolutely Dude, I might just start. I might just watch this just to enjoy what they come up with, even though I don't really know what's going on. It looks like a lot of freaking fun. Um, HBO is developing a Jon Snow Game of Thrones sequel series. I'm about it. There's nothing about, there's not much about what it is, but we know it's in development and we know that they have a slew of prequels and sequels that they're, I guess, working on. I am not about this. Con- I know it's going to be good. I'm not hitting on Game of Thrones. There's no more book, man. <laughs> and but my question is this: If it's a prequel, boring. If it's a uh, his time at the watch, okay. If it's a uh, if it's the newest stuff, sequel you know, series. Yeah, if it's it's a sequel series. That's what they're saying. I mean, that's I mean, a prequel wouldn't work because we we already know he's an orphan or like, right. Yeah, what they do? Show him as a like, kid. Yeah, like what do you want to say? My point. So it's a so it's the aftermath. So essentially, it's just where's Game of Thrones? It's well, he walked off with the Night's Watch, and they like walked off. So it's like whatever adventures he's getting into outside of uh, um, Westeros. It could be fun. I just like Game of Thrones was is such an in depth book, and you know, there's a lot of criticism over the later seasons, but that's also when they ran out of book. Right. Like there's no book here. Y'all are just kind of. So it's almost like do you mess prequels are fine, but sequels are like now you're messing with the legacy a bit. Yeah. And you know what worked about the Game of Thrones for me is especially the early years of it, you could jump to any of the characters and it was compelling. Mm. Are we just following Jon Snow now? Well, he might open up a world for us. Mm. Get some new characters and what what's what's outside Westeros, maybe. Cool. Maybe he's writing one of the dragons. No dragons. There's a dragon. Well, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they'll they'll kill him like Ned Stark. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Don't forget what Game of Thrones is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's not forget. Yo, Ezra Miller. Oh, Ezra. Boy. Womp womp. Run faster. (laughs) Well, you know, he's running, Jack, and that's the news. Ezra Miller. That's the problem. They just keep getting worse. Apparently, allegedly, they coerced a minor into doing. Or he coerced allegedly a coerced a minor into I guess having his will with them and or was grooming them for something they don't really say specifically but the parents are very upset and after a bunch of Instagram posts about how he can't be found by the police 
he deletes his Instagram. Ezra Miller is getting into some serious trouble here. And we know that's the focus. That's the point is this girl and that family. But we talk about movies and comic books here. So I don't know how The Flash comes out. Yo, I, I do. I'm, and it, it just, it's disturbing, but I think Warner Brothers and DC are going to have Ezra Miller killed because it's the only way. I'm serious. They're going to have him killed because it's the only way they can then show the movie without embarrassment. Like you no, can say, you can say, no, listen, man, the files don't get a pass for passing away. No, I no, not at all. But you can say that the guy lost his mind, went off the rails and he died tragically. And so, you know, we don't endorse him or his actions, but clearly he was on a descending course to destruction so we can at oh, least wait, wait, show wait, the movie wait, now wait jack you're saying they're gonna have him killed this is some deep conspiracy stuff whoa 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 this is like you're getting, not saying, you're not like saying getting gonna, sued stuff by more. right right you're not saying he's gonna be killed in the movie you gonna be killed in real life yes yes they're going to have ezra miller killed so they can put their billion dollar movie into theaters because if ezra miller is alive there's no way they can put this movie up now this guy has just cost them a franchise and everything that follows behind it their what only powers, play is to have Miller killed. I don't know what he's talking about. I, <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what he's talking I, about. Richard T. Wolf from the Force does not endorse this rhetoric. My connection severed as he was talking. I have no idea what was just said right now. What? Why am I? What? What happened? How did I get here? <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how it plays out. Well, let's see how it plays <laughs> out. See, plus, see how your conspiracy plot plays out. Real talk. Worst case scenario, which is movie worst case scenario not real life is this joint is just dropped on hbo max no publicity no nothing behind it dropped on the max and it goes away which is a huge but i don't know if they actually can do that because you have directors and producers who have contracts and part of those contracts is how this thing gets released and how much money they make while in theaters well and that was the problem with the wonder woman thing remember yeah that was a big deal and for that i think didn't they i mean they had to pay her they had to yeah, because her deal was I get back whatever it is, but a theatrical release. And here, I don't know what you do. They, they finished the movie, so you can't reshoot with a different actor. If you do, then it's pretty much just shooting a different movie. Oh man! But you can drop it. Reshoots happen all the time. Multiverse. This, not a Marty reshoot. McFly. That's it's not pickup shoots or reshoots. They literally have to remake the whole, whole two hundred million dollar movie. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna have the movie change the ending, have some multiverse thing happen at the end, and then at the end it's going to be a different Flash that steps in. Honestly, I, th- I think with this, you know, if these allegations are true, you can't come out with another Flash movie right now. Like The whole franchise needs to go to sleep for a bit. <laughs> it needs to go away. Damn. Damn. But we're more upset about the people he's hurt, Chris. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. No, no, that's yeah, yeah. The guy is a freaking monster. If this is all true, the guy's a monster. And he yeah. needs to be you know, he just shared a cell with R. Kelly, but. And, you know, there's video footage of him choking out a fan. There's like stuff that's been going around. So Warner Brothers knew what they were getting into, especially when it's, it's snowballed. It has. And it's uh, going downhill fast. Fast, fast, fast. This is a long news segment, but you're going to be happy about this one, Chris. Mondo Toys is releasing a definitive He Man action figure, and it better be for $260. Whoa. This joint is coming out. It's going to have a 24-hour sale. So basically 24 hours to buy it. Anyone probably can get theirs because they're going to, once they're ordered, they make them. But this joint is 12-inch figure 
and it's basically coming with all the accessories to make him three. Oh, he has he has the caps too. This is the snap. It comes with the cap, so it has oh, that. Oh um, shoot! That power punch, he man. Power punch, he man. He has the power punch golden sword. That loincloth is actually material. That's um, cool. Twelve inches too big. That's what she said. But I mean, this toy is the definitive. Like, if you're a He Man fan, you gotta have it. Battle armor, power punch, everything. Yeah, it's everything in one. And the detail is gonna be crazy. There's nothing Mattel is gonna come out with that's gonna rival this bad boy. Nah, of course not. 260 big to enjoy. That's what she said. Let's go to the trailer park. Time for some trailer park trash. Sand. Man. All right, take the trash part back. <laughs> <laughs> looks dope. Looks dope. Yeah, it looks so dope. good. I know nothing about Sandman, so I know nothing. I just know. I've, I've read a couple of the trades. It's really, really good. It's yeah. Neil Gaiman, right? That wrote it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's yep. really, really good. So I'm, I'm hyped for it. This guy is, is like the modern day Stephen King as far as getting his content made. Anything mm. Gaiman is just getting made right now. Yeah. Dude, but. He had to sit in the cup for 30 years for them to figure out how to make Sandman right. Because there were so many things that... Well, we'll see if they made it right when it comes to That's that. true. Yeah, I and I wouldn't know because I didn't read it, but it looks dope. Huh? I got an audio book. I haven't started yet. I'm going to listen to this now. Well, there's, a, there's also a podcast of Sandman with James McAvoy playing oh. Sandman in the podcast. Sure, that's great. Is it a podcast or it's like an audio thing? It's like episodes. Isn't that just like... Old time radio, radio, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly that. That's great, that, and that's what the Batman thing is too. Yes, yes, and I, I, I want to jump into both of those because I mean it's just great content. Um, that's the news, guys. That was the news. Rich, stop smiling. I'm never smiling. True. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't even <laughs> he close wasn't to smiling. smiling. <laughs> well, it's time for a debate. Let's get ready. If I gave you the power, what DC superhero would you swap for a Marvel superhero and vice versa for them to show up in their respective universes? This transition should be seamless, where we know that DC is the world of godlike superheroes and Marvel's more grounded soap opera. No offense, Marvel, mm-hmm. but you know what it is. You yep. Know, you know what it is. Mm. What do you guys think? Who would be, what would be a seamless swap? Uh, I thought about this question for all of two seconds because there's only two things. Number one, because I feel like everyone's going to jump on the same choices I have. But that's why you go first. <laughs> that's why I go first. So my what my guy going from Marvel DC is Spider Man because he's one of the few guys in Marvel that secret identity actually matters. Yeah. In some stories, in most stories. Who do you swap him with? Yeah. Who's going to D- who's going to Marvel from DC? Batman. Wait, Batman's only going to one place. In one place only. But you're wait, swapping what? them. That's not seamless. That so works. wait, you're wait. swapping. I love this. You're putting Spider-Man, Peter Parker in the Batcave, and you're taking Batman, Bruce Wayne, put him at the Daily Bugle, and you I, think that's going to work out? I completely, I completely wait, misunderstood the assignment. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so Spider-Man is going to run the Justice League. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Let me tell you this. Let, let, let me tell you. So the way I interpreted the 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 assignment is the way Lawrence was, was saying is that who's going to fit into who from Marvel will fit into DC, but and who kind from of DC follow will the, fit in Marvel. That right, was the question. Right. So the way it, look in, in that context, Spider-Man fits into, into DC because secret identities matter. Okay. And in the secret, he, he'll fit well because he's 
you know, good-hearted and blah, blah, blah. He has a secret identity. Batman fits into, like, Hell's Kitchen. And <laughs> five square blocks. The five square, the most violent five square blocks in the entire world. But you know what, Chris? Let, let's. Wouldn't you rather Jack's... swap out Daredevil with Batman then? No, Daredevil's too poor to be in Gotham. Gotham will tear him up with no gadgets and no vehicles. Just gonna like walk around and get killed. <laughs> Gotham's the worst city on on both universes. So you'd put. So you would put Spider Man in Gotham though. No, wait. Let's so so re, re, redo your answers, Chris. Think about it. What characters would you swap and you're swapping their lives for each other? Like Jack said, so whoever you're taking out of Marvel and replacing with Batman that has to be in Gotham. Now, is, is monitoring Gotham, is, is, is he getting Bruce Wayne's riches? Is he, is he stepping into the shoes or just the environment, Jack? Can you swap two characters and it actually works seamlessly? Boom. Can we do it? You go first, Jack, since you understood. No, I'll go first because I feel like it's going to mine yeah, go. real simple. Aquaman and Namor. Of like course, submariner. Like, of course, yeah, that would be a, a seamless transition. Great. But I feel. I feel like. I feel like Namor will be a little bit more brutal on the land dwellers because mm-hmm. you know that's what he is. Like he was. Like, he's borderline. Actually, he was a villain a few times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I so, don't know. You know. He's. I think he'll take Aquaman's place really well, but I don't think he'll fit into the Justice League. I don't think he'll run Atlantis well. Like I don't think he'll actually. No. Be Aquaman well with an iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, he is he is the iron he is the uh, Aquaman equivalent. That's for sure. Their personality types are yes, they're very different. Um, like I was telling you guys about the the Daredevil comic book I have, number seven, which is the one where Daredevil wears the red costume for the first time. It's literally about Namor coming to the surface world because he wants to sue yes. the people of earth for messing up his oceans and they get in a fight legal like, let's see, you don't have to just beat people over the head you just take, take, to, take to the courtroom take it to the court here's my yeah. papers served see you in court i'll go next then you go on i think these two swap out freaking seamlessly okay. daredevil and nightwing yeah what yes. for hell's kitchen yeah like yeah, same. I don't know that um, Nightwing, Nightwing, if Dick Grayson wanted to, he has the education where he can go to law school and do law if, if he so desired. And he has the wealth to do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. What a great swap. An effortless, seamless. Seamless swap. I've got a whole slew of honorable mentions that we could run through if you want to hear, but I have two, two main runners. All right, here we go. Um, this one is so blatantly obvious. Swamp Thing and Man Thing. Yep. <laughs> and they came out within a month of each other. They both stand for the same stuff. They're essentially the same character. One's DC, one's Marvel. You could swap those two characters out, and the only thing that would be confusing for the other people of the universe is that they'd have to start calling the person a different name. <laughs> Otherwise, no problem. Um, more interesting characters, I think, would be swap-worthy are Doctor Strange and Zartana. Oh, wow. Okay. Because they're both... Uh, masters of the mystic arts. So Not Doctor Fate. That's who I was going to say. No, Zartana is closer to him because she's um, she's a protector of the earth from magical and mystical threats and realms. She tries to do her best not to get pulled into the dark magic that surrounds them. Um, their like their sensibilities are so in tune. You could basically swap them out without even thinking twice. Okay. okay. Except for her costume is uh, different than his. 
It's very different, Jack. Yeah. Does that mean he has to wear her costume when he comes to DC? Yes. I, actually, I think they should. They should swap costumes as well. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Dr. Strange and Fishnets. <laughs> Chris, stop stalling. All right. Uh, Thanos and Darkseid, easy. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be good guys, right? No. Why can't it be bad guys? Yeah. The question was heroes, but fine. okay. Fine. All right. Okay. Nah. Well, what? Well, well, uh, Cyborg and Deathlock. They're both half man, half machine. They're you know, both brothers. Okay. Uh, is that all they have in common? Is I mean, but, but, but I mean, half man, half machine is pretty. Good. <laughs> it's a pretty big part of their. It's not, it's, it's not just the blackness. It's the half man, half machine. It's, it's really, but but the blackness definitely the blackness helps. Blackness was the thing. Blackness is like, happened to be half man, half machine. <laughs> they just brothers half man, half machine. They, they have to be swappable, right? I mean, they have yeah, to be right because they're black. We're all one-dimensional jive talking turkeys, right? That's it. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I think it's time to get to the reason why we're here. Good debate. It's, it's time, time for the, the main event. event. Yo, so Miss Marvel dropped on Disney Plus. We're gonna talk about the first two episodes, but first, a little spoiler-free review. I'm gonna read this right from IMD. B. New Jersey Rays Kamala Khan learns she has a polymorphous powers, and that is it. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Well, that is definitely spoiler free. They like to keep things in the wraps, guys. I really like this show. I like the spirit of it. It feels like Scott Pilgrim saved the world as a superhero. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like she and her age is exactly what is the Disney branding. I felt like when I watched this show and I'm on this network, it felt pretty seamless for me. What say you? I was good. Episode one, I loved it. I loved the tone. I loved it was different. Episode two, I'm like, this is a superhero show. I'm not watching Jesse or Bunked. I need like superhero stuff. I love that you know Jesse and Bunked. Though. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they are the, they are they are the same in the I same show. I love that you know your t- <laughs> Your pre-teenage girls Disney sitcoms. I mean, I'm sitting to myself thinking, that's so Raven, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like it. I like it. But I just hope, I just need more superheroes. So I I could, you know, I'm I'm okay with watching, like, you know, him, the coming of age stuff. It's cool. And I like the the tone, but need more superhero stuff. And the only complaint I have is I know she's the first, uh, you know, the first Muslim superhero I know. I don't need it shoved down my throat. I think I think when they do it that, though, it's, it, that's, it is. It but is. We'll, 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 we'll get into we'll get into it once we get into the deep dive. Yeah, uh, like I I actually really like that the dining room scene, and we'll talk about it when we get there. But the dining room scene with the history, I had no context for that. I actually really kind of like that. Um, I'm enjoying the content. I I'm I'm a little mixed on it. Like I did like the first episode better than the second episode. Played a lot like. Spider-Man learning how to shoot his webs for the first time, but it was the whole episode. And um, with the exception of the last 15 minutes of the second episode, which was cringeworthy to me, uh, I pretty much liked everything else. Mm, Fine. You know, it it was fine. It was like, it's not the most compelling material. It's not the most exciting material, but it's fun. It is fun. It's charming. Very charming. charming. And and I think you're right. She's adorable too. She is adorable. That's true. It's like her Um, first acting gig. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's like I just see stuff coming a mile away, and it makes the content a little hard for me when I 
know where I think things are going and then that's where they go. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of always hard for me watching stuff. Otherwise I, I am enjoying it. And I think it is a really good Disney fit. Rich. All right. I mean, <laughs> I love the simplicity. <laughs> we're all, we're all so like, <laughs> oh, we over speak so much. We're just like, all right. Y'all do all the talking. It's all right. Listen, it's a, it's a simple Marvel Disney show. Like it's not too crazy. Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to see where it goes. Or like, I want to know about the powers and everything, and maybe what happened to the grand, the, the, the great grandmother. Mm-hmm. We'll be about to find out. Then, yeah. No spoiler. But, uh, yeah, no spoiler. But you know, other, other than this, um, it's all right. Cool. I could live without it. Well, to be fair, Marvel's punching, pumping out so much content on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I can live without most of it because they don't give me enough time to miss them. Yeah, sure. Well, the other thing is, and here's why I could live without it, is nothing they're putting out right now seems to be connected or building towards something. Except right. we know this one is because the Marvels. It's ah, pish posh. They said that about all of them. The Marvels is coming out with as a film, and you're going to have Carol Danvers and um, Monica Rambeau, who we know is also a Marvel in the comics. So three of them are going to be in the Marvels. It doesn't so matter. Anything- I literally just watched a movie called Doctor Strange where the whole thing should have been hinging off of WandaVision and not a shred of that was in the film. So don't tell me that this actually ties in until I see at least something in the next phase that does seem to tie in. But to walk in with that attitude is you setting yourself up to not like any of that. How do you walk in with a chip on your shoulder? Or, or it's setting <laughs> me up to be pleasantly surprised. And I go, ah, finally. These stories matter again. Listen, well, we, I'm watching the content. We but. know for a fact she's showing up in the Marvels movie. Okay. So we know that it's going to go somewhere. In. Well, this is her origin. If, if anything, this is her origin. Um, let's deep dive this son of a gun. So, can, can we start with the power set? Like, how much divergence is this from the comics? No idea. Because the it's comics no, is it's like, huge divergence. It's like Mr. It's Fantastic. Like, yeah. Exactly. It's like, I know. She's, she, she's kind of like Luffy. From yeah, uh, yeah. from one from, uh, from one, one piece, piece. Yeah. right, and so it's a humongous divergent actually. So I know her from Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, which yeah. is uh, Disney Junior, and uh, she stretches out like Mister Fantastic in the card in the Spider Man cartoon, and right. now she has some what do you say polyamorous powers? Cosmic, yes. cosmic, <laughs> <laughs> polymorphous. <laughs> Uh, he just threw it in there. He's like, you know what? Oh, wait. I knew, I knew Rich would pick it up. We all picked it up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just trying not to get canceled, everybody. Uh, so, I mean, no one cares about Miss Marvel enough to go, this ain't like the source material. Because who's reading? That might be Marvel? a little offensive. Is it? It's This is someone's hero, dude. For a very specific reason. And Someone like three, it's like Listen, man, heroes. Superman, when he kills people, they don't lose their memory. And and Batman, like like these movies deviate from the source all the time. Like her power set. But they gave her an entirely different power set. Do you read Miss Marvel comic? No. You don't have skin in this game at all. So, wait, no, nobody com- cares. Wasn't this the conversation we had about Constantine? How when they take a like a like a like a, a like a you know a background player. And it gives them more creative license because no one has the same kind of emotional attachment as they do to Batman or Superman or Iron Man or Captain America. So yeah. I'm watching this thinking like, well, I mean, she stretches in Spider-Man and his amazing friends, like, but she has these, you know, these energy powers. That's no big deal. I'm not angry about it. 
No one's angry about it. And how did her friend know that the thing wasn't actually from the bangle? It was from her? The like, power's how inside does of you all the have time. Such... It, power's always inside of your heart all the time, Jack. That is what the message they want. Listen, it's not anything that you get that you buy. It's always within you. All right. <laughs> all right. So, Lawrence, you, you are the discussion? change we need in the world. <laughs> I know that. Thank I'll you try. for saying it, though. Okay, okay, okay. So we start with Kamala, and she's like the biggest Captain Marvel fan girl in the entire world. She has like a YouTube page, and <laughs> she's like got posts all over the wall. And this is this is a part of it. Like you kind of have to let this go, but there is no way she would know the events that happened in that war against Thanos. Well, that well, hold up. She's in that opening credit sequence. They talk about how she'd done her research and more more relevantly, she was listening to Scott's podcast where he gave details about the event. No one would have the details. Like no one is He would. See. He was there. Who's really going to sit on the sidelines? Scott was there. Right. It's a conventional. If anyone, wait, if anyone was going to have a podcast about their events of the war and being an Avenger, it would be Ant-Man. That's true. And in the opening credit, she says she listened to his podcast. I don't. It's a convention. I would only have to say it once. I don't buy that anybody fought Thanos is going to sit there and break down who did what. As we're we're all fighting, Chris, we're all fighting for our lives. But I keep out what everybody else was doing. But if anyone were, he would be the one. No, he's the most aloof one. That he's so so. That's why he would be saying it. He wouldn't even know what Captain Marvel did because he even if he was like, and then there was this blur, and man, Captain Marvel came out. She's blowing up the ships, and she put she literally punched Thanos in the face. I could totally see Paul Rudd's character doing that. (laughs) But she was the only one to punch Thanos. How do you know? (laughs) Was Ant Man sitting on the bench just watching the whole fight? (laughs) Well, he was struggling. I mean, for that type of play by play, is like a commentator sitting on the side watching the game, and which is why they so spoon fed. What I would put in air quotes, plausible deniability. It's not and plausible so to If anybody's in that fight, they don't have a bird's eye view of what went down in that fight. Maybe, maybe, but they could have said Carol Danvers punched Thanos and it was the incredible. only one to punch Thanos. Well, <laughs> the only one he saw. The only one to, that knocked out Thanos, I believe. That's so specific. That's like, were you in the fight? Or this is you what you're angry him? about? No, I am because it's the part of the show that just no, I mean, yes, (laughs) it's the only thing that makes it so she could be what we need her to be, which is a fan. What about the whole uh, adventure con? That makes sense. This actually makes sense. So if you have so you're telling me you have a world of superheroes, you don't think that you'd have a convention to celebrate them? We have conventions about about everything we made up. I'm talking about fake conventions. (laughs) I'm talking about the details in the convention about what what's the the details? details. Like the exhibits and what was depicted on the walls in the exhibits. You're talking about how people had information, how they have Asgardian information. Nobody's seen Asgard. I mean, like how would they know that stuff? Well, no, people have seen Asgard, and I can see Jane Foster freaking. And when was writing Groot a, a ever captured on camera or anything? Groot. Yeah, like all that stuff is equally as. What do you? What? Wait, how does anyone know this? But stuff? but, but, but that stuff. They, Hold on, for the Asgard, they would know about Asgard because Asgardians live on Earth at at this time. They do now, but what was depicted was images of Asgard. 
So how would they how Guardians, would they have that at all? As Guardians live on Earth, I feel like So I, you're saying think, as Guardians next, talk to the I people in the who next, made the in convention? the next door is going to be answered because I saw cruise ships. If, it's not really a spoiler, it's in a the trailer. There was cruise ships in the in the land where the, the new Asgard Asgard, I believe it's called. Yeah. There's cruise so that means people are going there for trips. To where did the Asgardians live? So I mean, naturally, it, I would it, think they will be selling. And it's not know, crazy for Asgardians like to Chotsky. talk and have illustrations drawn of like where they live, and now it's on the internet, so we can paint there it anywhere. It is. Yeah. This is your. This is the problem, not the thing that sets up our heroes' whole path, like murals. The internet well, aren't they the same thing? No, because one thing sets up our hero. It's the it's the reason why she's doing what she's doing. Murals on the wall is just that's just background noise. No, so for her to be such a fan of it's, Captain it's, Marvel, it's the, inf- it's the flow of information. For her to be a fan of a superhero who has not been a superhero on Earth for nothing about ten minutes, mm-hmm. to get information that no one should be that privy to, even if you were there in the fight, unless you were sitting on the sideline, and this is the thing that propels our main character into her journey. Mm-hmm. It's a stretch. Okay, so I would rather moving I would, past give, that. Give point. me a Hawkeye moment where Captain Marvel saved her. Give me that. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Not just except, that, except for that's not anywhere in the content. Um, and then there is the moment where she goes, where you hear the doubt, and she talking about why she's not on Earth now. Maybe she needed a break. I don't know. Right, because she wasn't yeah. around. Yeah, and it felt forced to me. It but felt- how was it? I see. And here's part of the issue. I don't have context of the comic, other than the fact that I know that in the comic. There's decades worth of Captain Marvel engaging on a Earth, in Earth, on Earth, here and there. Yes, she's cosmic. Yes, she leaves, but she's she, her presence is there. So for someone to actually be a fan of that might be a thing. But it's not in this content. It's not. But there's a shortage of strong female uh, lead roles in the MCU up to that point, which is why there was that montage for half a second in the Thanos. There's, there's, yeah. only, there's only two heroes that are celebrated from that war, Tony Stark and Black Widow, the ones who laid their life down on the line. Well, and you saw that. You saw the shrine of thank you for your so um, if, if sacrifice. You wanted, if you wanted to model yourself after a strong woman, it'd be the one who paid the ultimate price, not the one you barely know that kind of shows up and goes... <laughs> It's not necessarily. You might. You might. No, not necessarily. You might be opting for the Superman equivalent. But you've actually seen Superman save people. Like you've never seen Captain Marvel, unless she's done stuff between now and unless it's just romanticized. She knows there's a powerful, powerful woman out there that did something, and she just romanticizes her. That you know whether or not she just fills in the gaps with their you know their own theories. So anyway, so she so so we find out she goes, she's begging to go to AvengerCon. We learn a little bit about her background, how she's, you know, from a conservative Muslim family. The brother's super religious. Um, the father is like actually really cool, really supportive, which is a nice, it's a nice like juxtaposition because usually when you see someone from a conservative family, the father is the ogre, the father is the one that's overbearing. Yeah. And the father yeah. is like the father's down to support his daughter. The mother is the one who's strict, but even the mother is still down to support her, you know, to support her within, you know, within boundaries. And, you know, she's struggling to go to Avengers Con and she, you know, they're trying to figure out ways to get there. And, and eventually she's, she's kind of a dreamer. She kind of has her head in the clouds. She kind of like lives in a fantasy world and that's kind of illustrated, which is pretty cool as it goes on. I like it. And yeah, she wants to go to Avengers Con. Her mom does not, not want her to go. She just doesn't want her to dress up. As Captain Marvel in the in the in the tights and stuff, she's like that. That's where she draws the line, but not actually Doesn't going to the con. Her. 
to dress like a whore. Yep. There it is. Yep, there it is. Um, so her mom is cool with her going, and her dad pops up like the Hulk. Go as Hulk. <laughs> right? Like, He's super. But you know what? I think that that kind of speaks to them trying to take a modern take on like a modern family because even though they're super traditional, they're still supporting her daughter. And this is the only problem I had with it. It's like, I get it. I like the fact that they're from a different culture. I like the fact that it comes from a different point of view. But, you know, this is my complaint when it comes to a lot of black content, a lot of female content. I understand that I'm watching, you know, content from a different point of view. I don't need to be reminded every five minutes that, oh, she's different. It's almost like patronizing. I understand she's a Muslim. I understand she's different. I understand that. Let her let her character grow. Let 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 us learn about her almost organically instead of soapboxing it to me. Because you thought it was soapboxing it a little bit, yeah, a little bit. I just felt like it was it was shoved down my throat, and I feel like well, it is present in every scene. That's yeah. true. Um, right. But I like I like like I was saying earlier. I like the scene where they're all around the dinner table talking about the uh, what was the name of it? The event. Uh, Eden. Uh, it's EID, right? The partition? the the the, the, the religious Part- event partition. Partition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the partition yeah, yeah. of of of, of uh, Pakistan. Right, and and well, this is this is I'm I was ignorant on all that, and I am ignorant on all of that. So it was actually kind of nice to get t- context, and then I started, and then I thought about something, and this is a Hollywood question where I go, all right, Hollywood has a real bad habit of being super general and generic and painting false facts into content where someone like me who might not have a lot of context for um, that culture then goes are is what i'm absorbing right now can i can i actually trust this information yeah so you know what i mean so I remember learning about this in social studies that the Hindu Muslim conflict starting in like the late forties. Um, so I remember learning about, I can't, I don't remember specific, but I remember actually learning about it, but to hear more details about it was cool. And when you kind of incorporate like real world history and real world facts, it kind of grow it engrosses you in the story. So that part, I didn't feel it was patronizing because that part kind of so what, what was patronizing then? Because I, I just I, felt like you know the saw... brother the, the brother being oh they were saying that the brother was over overly religious. Uh, I feel like the mother every chance she got she got she had to mention how she was either from Pakistan or she was Muslim. I just felt like you know you know what we talk about. You remember higher learning? How after every sentence the black kids say there was always a dap after the sentence. I felt like it was. I felt like it was that. I felt like it was just. <laughs> It was it was just too it was just too much and I just felt like it was written by I don't know I just felt like it was too much and I just I would just like to to have it happen organically instead of trying to shove so much into each episode you kind of spread out the storyline let it build and let us understand who she is as a person like the, like the moment that stuck out to me was there there's literally a line where she says no brown girls from New Jersey or where's she from. Yeah, Jersey City. Jersey, yeah. City. Jersey, Jersey City. City. No, no brown girls from Jersey City gets to fly around and save people. And like that line was so specific. Where just absorbing the content, you know that what we're watching is special because there's no other content quite like it out there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, did we need that element spoon fed to us? Where, but I don't think it was spoon fed because I would say that there ain't no black dude flying around. Like literally, that would come out of my mouth. Yeah, well, then you put, well, maybe it's the way it's shot and depicted, too. You put the yeah, music, put I the push like in, you put the it, way it's captured. 
in these cultures, like they would say, like, again, like Lawrence just said, like, you know, no black dude is around, you know, flying around, whatever. Like, I would say that. Like, I think I say that to, like, my girl, not that in particular, but when we're talking about certain things, I'll be like, you know, you don't see black people doing stuff like that. You know, All the like, time. You know, right. Because that, that's what you talk about within your culture. So, you know, it, of course, she's going to be like, you know, you don't see no brown girl or brown girls out here saving people. Like, we were just having a conversation, Rich, about money and understanding how money works. And we were like, you know, black folk, you know, when teachers. Right. Like, black folk, out. you talk about, talk about stocks and uh, to black folk, especially back, you know, a little bit older gen- generations, they'll send them like, yo, you, you want to invest in stocks? You might as well get yourself a lottery ticket, man. Yeah. Um, black, folks don't, black folks don't invest in stocks. So, when she said brown girls don't fly around safety, like, that's the most, that's the realest line in that whole thing. To me, that's like the realest line in the entire maybe MCU. I, I, I can totally hear someone of color say that. And, and, I, and it's the MCU also commenting like, yeah, you've been mad white for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And yeah, also with the with the Muslim stuff, yeah, I just feel like it's giving people a glimpse into the religion because I'm used to seeing it because I've been watching uh, shows with, you know, with um, Muslim um, main characters. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, no, it is what it is. It's like if someone was to look at the black, I'll be upset if I was seeing like, you know, like the the negative parts of Muslim cultures, like stereotypes of Muslim cultures. Yeah. That, then I'll be like, all right, like, I, what, like you know, you look at TV, you can see all the stereotypes and the, yeah, the bad parts of black culture. Yeah. No true. one bats an eye for that. And if you were to watch like a black family from the South who was in the church, you're going to hear the word Jesus and amen yeah. probably a million times a day. And that would be natural in that household. And you might hear something about white Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> so for, for me, peeking into this household, it didn't feel like it was spoon fed. It felt like this seems pretty natural. I can hear the black mm. equivalent to this. Mm. Eh, mm. I still stick by my thing. I think it's, I like it. I like the point of view. I just <laughs> feel like it's, I, I still feel like it's too much. But you know what? To be fair, I always feel like that whenever, especially when it comes to Marvel content, whenever they take on a minority stance or, a, you know, a per, you know, a, just a group that's, that's under, under service, I always feel like they kind of, they always kind of like, look, look at us, look at what we're doing, look at who we're featuring. Yeah, I, I agree with that on some level. And I felt, I mean, that was a lot in the Falcon Winter Soldier yeah, content. Did, did you feel that way about Cap, the first Captain America movie? Because that that's the white equivalent of everything we're talking about right now. But, no. they, but they didn't. They that's, did. We're just used to it. What I'm saying is they didn't need to tell us he was a white guy. They didn't have to. He's an American. He's this is the kind of American we want. Steve Rogers is a big heart. There's only like literally it's white propaganda. It's freaking Top Gun. But we're so used to seeing it that when we hear other cultures do it, it feels like it sticks out. But it's like we watch this all the time. Nah, see, I disagree. I think I think it's different. I think they take a different tone where they they they, they harp on it. But let's keep moving because I think we're going to agree to disagree on this one. But I think I, I think we're I think you know I'm glad the content is there. I'm glad the content is what it is. I just need a little bit less. Uh, well, let's see how they here. handle. Um, Ironheart has actually just started filming this week, so let's see how they handle that content. They they give to one too many daps. I'm going to be on up here complaining, <laughs> shaking my head. head. Was the whole her whole dynamic with her mom? It was like, especially when it came to the um the Avenger Con. I'm like, yo, she they agreed for you to go that to allow you to go to Avenger Con. Just like show them your costume because her costume wasn't bad. Her costume, no, like, her costume skin was good. I'm like, yeah. show her costume. Like, yeah, I was confused Pops can be that. the Hulk. 
you can be Miss Marvel and boom, make it happen. Her leggings were leggings, and that that might be the thing in that household. She was wearing they, they, they were they leggings. Were bulky. Where they? Her her jacket was bulky, but her leggings were tight. Yeah. I don't know. Although her jacket kind of hit her butt and her hips, I think. But still, in, like in you the know, real world, that would have been an easy fix. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, she sneaks out. Before that, this bracelet shows up. It belonged to like her great great. Grandma yeah, from, from her nanny. It was her. It was. It was her. Was it her grandmother? Or was it her great grandmother? Great grandmother. Yes. And she takes it and puts it on, and basically she goes to the Avenger Con. She's there just up as Captain Marvel. Of all the kind of superheroes there, and uh, it is a girl on the stage, and hijinks ensue, and she springs to act like the bracelet becomes like powers. Yeah. And she's well, able she, to like well, materialize. Hi- ensue because she starts freaking out and having some sort of reaction to the bracelet and she she actually causes the hygiene <laughs> she, 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 she starts the problem she fixes yeah. she blasts essentially she blasts the giant sculpture of ant-man whose head goes rolling into the thing looses a giant uh mulnor uh, statue which swings on stage and how did that not kill the girl when it hit her three four times and crushed her against the back wall so confused by that but then yeah. miss marvel not miss marvel yet catches her with her powers so it's the first time you see some at least they're trying to pay homage to the fact of her actual powers in the comics right you saw, oh, but man. if you saw that, you might think she was Green Lantern, able to it was materialize constructs. That's a really great point. It's kind of Green Lantern-ish. Sort of. So um, maybe going back to the debate, we could swap Miss Marvel for Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Well, MCU Miss Marvel anyways, not comic book. Comic book, um, when you swap her for Miss uh, Plastic Man. So she saves the day. Everybody's like, who's this hero? She goes back home, and her mother's waiting for her. Like, he snuck out and basically is, like, just disappointed in her. Rightfully so, though. Rightfully yeah. so. And she's disappointed in herself until she lies on the blood starts playing with her superpowers and forgets all the lying she did. Teenager. <laughs> That's a teenager, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's a teenager. That's like when you go out and you get caught and you're mad, but you still got that girl's number. So part of you. It says, all right. It was and worth it. And then she walks into episode two like a baller. She's like, like freaking Saturday Kenny Night Powers. Theater, like Kenny Powers <laughs> from Eastbound and Down when he's yes. actually. She's like. She's like Tobey Maguire walking back into high school. It, it's yeah. essentially, is actually, it's the same. We yeah, see a, just a confidence boost that radiates off. Her. Huge confidence boost. Because in the first, we got it. We got it. Uh, we saw her walk down the hallway in the first episode. And right. it's just, she is not the most popular person in school by a long shot. So she overhears that people are watching this YouTube video. Like the girl that got saved is getting millions of followers off of this thing. Talking about her experience with the superhero. And then, yeah, like Jack said, this whole thing kind of goes into a, how do I web swing? You know, how do I use these powers? A giant training montage. and Which I love. I love montages. I love everything about this episode, except when they brought in the government stuff. Like, I'm cool with not having a big bad. I'm cool with this just being a coming of age, learn my powers, get through high school. Like, I don't need this giant thing to come into her world now. And why were they coming into her world now? I'm a little confused. Because Nani was bad and she maybe, you never know. They they have to, to, I I hope when they they do this bad, it's not just because, oh, no, another super showed up and we have to do something with it. I hope it's because it traces all the way back to the 40s that they've been working, trying trying to trace this power or some nonsense. And but so they that, said the power came from her, not the bangle. Maybe, maybe the bangle is what woke it up. We don't know. 
I'll tell you what I do that know. I know that easy. when they yeah. introduced the government faction, and then especially how it played, that whole scene was horrific to me. And then especially how it played out the end, where they appeared out of thin air, and then she literally lands on the other side of the bus, and they can't seem to walk around the bus in time for a car to pull up. <laughs> she gets in the car, the car drives off, and then they walk around the bus, and they go, oh, she's disappeared. Where did she go? Oh, no one heard that I mean, horse drive away? Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Just talk about bad storytelling. That that was, like, so cringeworthy. It, would, it might put me off going into a third episode. I'm like, is this what I get to look forward to now? Yeah. It's tough because the thing that makes this work for me is this extremely charming teenager. She's charming. Is this girl, the actress, I forgot her name, but the actress is, she's adorable, she's charming, and she was she was absolutely the right choice by these casting And a legitimate fangirl. Absolutely. Yes, and look for our upcoming post. We actually show her as a, as a little kid dressed up as a... As Miss Smart. So it's cool. Like, so it's like, give me that. I don't need... I don't need her to fight a big bad man. I don't need another, another kingpin situation just to come out of nowhere. I don't. I don't need it. I can. We can use this as a coming of age and segue her into wherever she goes in the phase. Like I don't need her. Well, I think that <laughs> ship sailed my my friend. Apparently, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right, Jake. Um, I could take her just dealing with like street level crime and just beating up nobodies and just learning her way and then, yeah. Well, so but, why did the the what, who so who showed up at the end? That's the mom's we, sister. We don't know yet. We don't know. And she's having visions of, of the grandmother coming to her. Yeah. Very much like Black Panther-esque where you know, the ancestors are talking to her. And I don't know. Look, it could go one of two ways. So I just hope they build on the build on the lore. What are those two ways? Either it just makes complete nonsense and we're like eye like permanent eye rolls, or you know, it's just a charming, engaging story, but I would I, love to see a permanent eye roll. What does that like, look like? Stuck in the back of your head. Yeah, just stuck in the back of your head. No, around. it has to keep rolling. It has yeah. to go through the you back of your head going. so you can start back up again. She um, <clears throat> she uh, tries to save a kid who's falling off a building, builds these constructs. They're finally working, and she kind of gets a little full of herself a little bit. <laughs> yep. She does a superhero landing. <laughs> yeah, she does a superhero landing, which I appreciate. That was hilarious. Fantasizes about likes. Yes. And then homeboy falls and she catches him, but it's a, it's a bad fall. Like yeah, he broke he's, something. He's, he's like, my ankle. Man, you would have died. You'd be high. Now that's going to, you know what's going to happen? That's going to eat her up. Like, oh no, I could have <clears> done better. Blah, blah, blah. I wish it would eat her up. But now we have this whole thing chasing her. So that's going right. to take. That's going to take the focus. Yeah. Not not the simplicity of trying to save someone. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed that scene and that's kind of where I was I was hoping we we're going to go. She, ha- she she needs a reality check. Yeah. That I agree. being a hero comes with consequences and now you're accountable for being good at it. But I think you're right. I think that's not what we're going to see. Now the chase has ensued. We've introduced the B plot, which is now probably actually going to be the A plot. And here we, we have, go. We have a C plot of her friend trying to run for some type of office. Yeah. And, like yeah. and we have like a D plot. We have a, like a mangled like love interest where she's like, but no, but he, he, he's not who she thought he was. So she means no, he's talking about the unrequited love of her other friend. Who's yes. the tech wizard. Oh, yeah. Was it Bruno Bruno, 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 Bruno. And how did Bruno have the technology to know that the power source was coming from her and not the bracelet? Because no Jack, 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 Jack. The power's inside of you the whole time. Oh, I thought is. you were going to say reasons. reasons. You are the change 
we need in the world. <laughs> You're right. I received that the first time. I I receive it the second time. Thank and you. reasons, Jack. Reasons. And reasons. <laughs> and reasons. Yeah. And I can I see. Here's the thing. I can go with a show that's a little all over the place when it comes to why things work if it's consistent. But once you bring in government agents, you're forced to be smarter. And I don't why know. Why are they here? They really going to need to answer. Let's the see. Why. Let's see. Let's it might. See. It might link up with uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus character. Oh, because they're sword. Right? The, was, she's from Sword, right? I forget where she's well, from. But then how do they find this? Uh. Who knows? Well, she's, on the, well, she's be... on the internet. Like they, 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 they put her save of that girl at Avengers Con on the internet. Yeah, but how did they get to the mosque where the the party celebration at the end of the thing where the kid falls off the clock tower? Hello. Reasons. Reasons, right. Jack. Because there's only four Muslims in the world, and she has to be one of the four Muslims. And that's it. So that's <laughs> how it's easy to find her. It's easy to find. <laughs> Man. Okay. I'm trying well, to find out the timeline of Miss Marvel, where she falls in the whole MCU, because some people are saying that she was blipped. So how the hell does she know about Miss Marvel? Why? How is she such a fan girl, Miss Marvel? Was she blipped? Some Did people are that? saying that she was blipped, and some some are saying that she wasn't blipped, but blipped, but she was like super young. So even still, well, currently that's neither here nor there. Like we don't I mean, know. It has to be something because how are you such a fan girl? If you one, if you weren't here when everything went down, and then two, if you were too young for to even know, it doesn't make sense, man. She's a fan girl of Captain Marvel, as if Captain Marvel has been Superman flying around saving people on Earth, right? And then we all know from, or at least we have an idea that she wasn't, even after the end, end game, she really wasn't on planet that much because she was off saving the universe. That's interesting. You'd think she actually might be a bigger fan if she was blipped because she wouldn't have to have lived in those five years of a devastated reality. Right. And like no being Captain blipped Marvel back. Around. Well, the thing is, she was too young to even for it to even matter. If she wasn't blipped, so then what's the, what's the difference one way or the other? Who cares? Yeah, and the content doesn't actually answer that, right? At they least don't even mention it really. They don't even mention the blip at all the, yet. The blip, which is funny because the blip was such a big point of uh, everything, and that's why I was content. saying in the beginning, and it seems pointless. But the fact that she's a fan of Captain Marvel, the <laughs> fact that it doesn't make sense <laughs> is their whole trajectory. <laughs> it's like you're naming yourself Supergirl. But there is no reason why you're a fan of Superman. Like, we need a reason why you decided to call yourself Miss Marvel. They they give you the best they can on that one. And they spend the whole first 10 minutes of your first episode doing it. Look, I'm just hoping that the it's a little bit of a mess. The tone is very, very charming. I'm just hoping that the they I'm just hoping that they streamline this and go into the lore a little bit more and get us engaged in the story a little bit more. The lore. And, the lore of like you know where where her where her grandmother mm-hmm. got you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If they do that, they'll have they'll have me. I'm gonna give like I I feel about this the same way I felt about the first couple episodes of of Masters of the Universe. Like just it's good. Just we please, saw how please. that went. Right, right. But I'm just saying, just please don't disappoint me. That's it. I'm t- I'm first giving you. He man died at the end of the first episode. I yeah I know. But I'm just saying like just give me. I, I'm optimistic. Just please don't disappoint me. That's optimistic prime. Real yeah, talk. Right. This first episode of Ms. Marvel might be the best first episode of any Marvel television show. It might be the, I, it's probably going to be the best first episode of, of this, the best episode of the season, I bet. I mean, think about probably, it. That's probably true. Like, 
we actually saw her be Miss Marvel in the first episode. We didn't see Moon Knight be Moon Knight for real. We see, he was Moonlight for like five minutes in the whole series. Yeah. There's no Moon Knight. Moon Knight was a banger, though. I'm not going to front. I no, love Moon Knight. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. I love Moon Knight. Should have been on Netflix. Nah, I what love they, Moon Knight. They should, what I, I would have I been more appreciative if they, if they cut that whole, the agents coming in at the end and then Oops. just gave me, give me that flashback that she was having. That's the Lord. I, 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 I agree, wanted, too. I wanted that. Like, yeah. I was like, what happened there? Then all of a sudden, give me this. Yeah. That would have been better. Yeah. yeah. The government stuff just being a sponge, at least for the first two episodes, entirely would have. It makes a world too big. It makes it too big instead of actually. I think it world. makes it smaller. The government after it her makes it smaller. It kind of pigeonholes the storyline. It's not even the government. They said, "Hey, we got to be careful because the FBI is already surveying." So we know they're not that government. They're like a secret organization thing. They're not with the government government. They're like a secret government. I wanted this to be like Daredevil. I wanted her to just monitor five square blocks. I right? agree. That's it. Yeah. It's just simple. Jersey City. Just keep Jersey, Jersey City, City, man. That's, That's it. it. Until That's maybe it. the finale. And then yeah. her world gets bigger. I don't know, but I am also, enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Also, they picked up on her so quick. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, and because why? Some girl trended with likes. Right, you no, know, I mean, if a super pops up, they probably yeah. Uh, you don't even know if it's real right now. Like it wasn't vetted with another sighting. It was like, oh, hey man, let's get there. Yeah. yeah oh, true. she's Muslim. I know who it is. But it's gotta be. <laughs> hey, yeah, gotta keep tabs on her. Like, come on, what what's really going on here? Oh man, I liked it. I think. Uh... Jack, you like it, but you have some mixed feelings about it. Yeah, but my mixed feelings are very clear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you're digging it. You just I'm don't. Digging it. I'm just optimistic. Don't you're very optimistic. Yeah. Rich, where are you with this? I mean, it's all right. All Listen. Right. <laughs> Rich, that's enough. This is enough. All right. Well, I'm going to keep watching. Even if we don't cover, I'm going to keep watching. I didn't do that with Boba Fett. I did not keep watching Boba Fett. But you so, should watch the last two episodes. I will. Mando. Chris, Boba Fett's not a banger. Boba Fett's not a banger. Not a banger. Not a banger. It's not a banger. Whatever. You are like the minority on Boba Fett. You guys are just you Star Wars haters. You can't say that. No, I'm saying like the people, like it's a kind of general thought that Boba Fett wasn't the strongest outing mm-hmm. of I mean, the Boba Star Fett. Wars universe. Boba was all right. Yeah. Boba is so all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it, was, it was maybe less than all right. Yeah. But Chris, the last two episodes are great. Yeah. I watched the last two episodes. Chris, do we have some recommendations? Sure. I only got a couple. So. Recommendations. <laughs> That's a very, very central recommendation, Jack. <laughs> um, so, where I'm at is uh, going to the theme of people who didn't know they had powers. Back, you know, characters that know the powers, and all of a sudden, oh no, the power. How's it go, Rich? The power is within you the whole time. Yes. Okay. You are the change we need in the world. So, with that theme, I picked some characters. Um, Ned, uh, Ned from No Way Home. All of a sudden, I have my powers from my grandparents. They always said we had some mystical oh. powers. So, yeah. Ned falls into that category. Number okay. two, Arya Stark. All of a sudden, she trains with the no, the no face man. Then she has powers. Wait, I flag. It wasn't all of a sudden, like yeah. she trained. She was, she was still, brutally trained. Yeah, but still, yeah, but still. So she went from being just a regular girl to having magic powers. But she so. got her butt whooped. But she still was just a regular. Give you a pass person. on that one. All right, fine, the rest fine. of the list. Number three. Remember, do you guys ever read Superman Birthright? 
course. Yes. Yes. Same thing. The guy is a huge Superman fan. And he realizes he has powers. And then number four is Tara from True Blood. She was, they went through like however many seasons and the last couple seasons, although she found out she had like witch powers. Her and Lafayette had witch powers. So. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> so if you like kind of this storyline, you might like those characters and those storylines kind of because it's kind of in the same kind of vein, same trope. Fair enough. Well done, Chris. Well freaking done. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, like, download, subscribe, <laughs> tell a friend about it, write a review. It helps with the algorithm. We'll be back. Same bet. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We drop in content all day, every day, and YouTube. So check us out there and keep it going throughout the week, baby. It's a party all week long. We'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. Polyamorous powers. He's done. He's done. Three times. It's still good.